0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on another huge night of European football. Rangers against Real Betis as Michael Beale's side look to get their Europa League campaign up and running. The fallout from Celtic's loss at Feyenoord continues as Brendan Rodgers talks transfers and Aberdeen are in action already away to Eintracht Frankfurt where they trail by a goal to nil. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight you've got Gordon DL and Charlie Mulgrew. Gordon, he's busy European midweeks just keep on coming and it's over to Rangers and Aberdeen tonight Yeah, uh, unfortunately for Aberdeen they've not got off to the best start uh, not in great form um, down 1-0 just now after 17 and a half minutes uh, still plenty of time, Barry Robson he's come under a little bit of pressure from his, his league campaign just now not doing pretty well but then you look to the big one tonight at Ibrox a full house there uh, Real Betis, they're looking forward to that, it'll be an exciting game Gordon I think it'll be a difficult game. Rangers have got one or two injuries. What will the team be? First time we've had you since the retirement was made official, Charlie Mulgrew. You missed these big European nights already? No, I don't, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, to be fair, not once I looked at the games on a Saturday or the European nights and, and wished I was there. Um, that must have mean you've made the right decision then. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I did take long enough to decide. I was I was um, eight weeks, roughly, uh, back and forth. Um so eventually I made the decision and it's uh, I've not regretted it once I mean it's still early days don't get me wrong and I went to the Blackburn game last night I drove down to, to watch I was invited down and it was good to watch but still I didn't think I'm missing it yet so um, it's it's great to have a weekend um, I didn't realise right through your career for, for 20 years or whatever the anxiety you have on a Friday and a Saturday building up to a game you just get used to it but um at the moment I don't have that and it's a nice feeling. Listen, by eight o'clock you mm. realise that spending two hours in his company <laughs> means that this could be life you for you now. You'll, you'll I can feel it coming back. <laughs> this media stuff's not for me, you get me back involved. But anyway, uh, good to have Charlie Mulgrew alongside Gordon DL tonight. Give us a call, 01419511025. It is very easy, there is no shortage of talking points. It is a big night at Ibrooks, And you know the way we work it on here, we especially like to hear from those of you who are on your way to the game because we are stuck in here I'm sure we wish we were out watching some live football so give us a call Rangers fans how do you feel is there a conference these big European nights still bring conference are you feeling the worst because the season hasn't started brilliantly and pick your team that's the bit we all get to argue about Gordon Dale writes his down he's usually miles off it so you can tell us uh, where we are on that one who should play obviously injuries as well Get all your thoughts in right now, please. 01419511025. Celtic fans, maybe the dust settling a bit on that defeat in Rotterdam. So how do you look back on it now? Maybe with a bit of a, a calmer head, a clearer lens, put it how you will. Brendan Rogers spoke today, actually, ahead of the Livingston game. Some very interesting comments about his satisfaction uh, at the strength of the squad and so on so we'll hear from him later on if you want to get your calls in please do and we'll dip in and out of this Aberdeen game as well now 20 minutes gone Eintracht Frankfurt 1 Aberdeen nil. Gordon Dale it was a penalty uh, to the hosts um, dispatched quite confidently I don't think um, 
Eintracht Frankfurt's recent record from the penalty spot in European competition that came uh, to the fore for Scottish clubs not too long ago I'm sure you'll remember um, it was always going to be a tough ask this wasn't it? Yeah, uh, especially going over there with the form that Aberdeen are currently in Gordon um, they've not hit the ground running in their league campaign yet they've still got plenty of time they're a good side they've got a good squad they're a danger up front obviously Duke uh, can get you a bit of pace get you you know assists for goals um, so they'll be looking for stuff tonight but uh, defensively mm. they've got to do better for me I mean I'm just looking at the screen is Duke playing? <laughs> please tell me he is I don't think so no he's not is well that not you've gone in early is he not playing? No, I don't think so. Well, I, I feel that Aberdeen could have a big could, miss tonight. Aberdeen have scored. There we are. Uh, Aberdeen have equalised. Dante Polvara has smashed one into the roof of the net. And there you go. Everyone had written Aberdeen off. Charlie Mulgrew. Uh, Great I was just, I just watched, obviously, the last 10-15 um, minutes there. And Aberdeen are looking in a great shape in their own half. They're, they're, they're sitting back and... And denying the space behind for for Eintracht Frankfurt, and they look actually they're moving well as a unit, and they've managed to mm. they've managed to break away and score a goal, and it, it's um, it's a pretty solid start because a lot of people have wrote uh, Aberdeen off. I'm today. not laughing at you, Charlie McGrew. It's, ex, it's expert analysis, but you know what's happened, don't you? What? You're going to deny it all you want. I've worked with you too long. <laughs> Be honest, please don't. Be honest, please don't name and shame me here. What's happened? <laughs> You, you I know thought, what you're going to say You thought Frankfurt were the team in white, didn't you? I could tell Oh my <laughs> I cannot believe you've come out with you that just, you just, There was something about your analysis there And I, I've got a feeling he thinks Frankfurt are the team in white uh, and you're right, Duke's not playing either. <laughs> Charlie, I'm not off to a good start here. Charlie, you keep him right, will you? Oh, he's on the bench. I don't know what he's doing putting him on the bench, but great goal from the white. Charlie Charlie texted me <laughs> earlier and said, who, who am I on with tonight? And I said, Gordon Dale, look, he's, he's, he knows the show inside out. He's been on millions of times, so we'll be fine. Yeah. And look what you've done. I can't believe anyway. you've vouched me here. Uh, right, let's... The North Western White. So that's <laughs> to, that's, that was a pro evil member. Oh, unbelievable. Before they had the licence. That's right. Oh, what, those were the days. Right, anyway, Aberdeen are level. They happen to be playing in white. Um, that's by the by. Let's go to Ibrox and get a scene setter from Andrew McLean whilst you get your calls in. Yeah, just looking around Ibrox at the moment, you see the Europa League branding. I think that will bring back a lot of fond memories from Rangers fans from a couple of seasons ago, that run to Seville. So many big nights here, though, especially you know at Ibrox, where it felt like they couldn't really do anything wrong on a Thursday night. You know, a lot of the current squad obviously were a part of that as well, but it is a very different outlook at the moment, isn't it? A real tough one in Europe last season and then this sort of stuttering start to this campaign as well. Can they try and get things heading in the right direction tonight? You look at this Real Betis side and there we know pushover sixth in La Liga last season, a squad littered with internationals as well. You know, players capped for the likes of Spain and France and Portugal, a very experienced manager as well and Manuel Pellegrini. So, you know, certainly a side that will be targeting top spot in this group and listening to the show last night as well there was already plenty of debate about the Rangers team people finding it hard at the moment to second guess Michael Beale what he'll do with his team game to game 
Of course, tonight there's no Nicholas Raskin, Cantwell and Danilo, they're out as well. Ridvan Yilmaz, who started at the weekend, isn't in the European squad, so he'll definitely have to drop out. So it's about who comes in. Does Ben Davies keep his place over John Suter? How's that midfield going to look? Michael Beale saying yesterday that he feels this is time for Jose Cifuentes to step up, really. Is he a likely starter tonight? And then the weekly debate as well about Rangers' front line and how that shapes up. So I'm sure we'll hear plenty of opinions on the phones before I bring you the team news in a bit. And uh, Rangers playing in blue tonight, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, I believe so, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know later. That's on. fine. John Witherspoon's tweeted to say, Give the Dazzler a break. I thought Aberdeen were in black too. <laughs> what did they say? John fools seldom differ. <sighs> no offence. Right, anyway, let's go to the phones because you know the drill on a big night. We like to get in touch with those of you who are heading along to the game. If you're sitting back and watching on TV, don't worry, we won't discriminate. We'd like to speak to you as well. Um, but always nice to get that big game build up. Graham, are you on your way to Ibrox tonight? How are you feeling? Hi, I'm feeling alright. I'm heading early now with my wee grandson Lewis. Just looking forward to it, mate. This could be the game that turns my season. A good performance, a good result in it could turn my whole season around, I think. Are you confident of that happening? I think so, I. I think. I don't think the injuries to Raskin and Cantwell are as big a problem because I've not been playing well this season, mate. I think it, last season was a big deal, but I don't think so this year. This, this season, I think I think we could be alright tonight, I. Hmm. It's funny because I, I take the, the Graham's point I don't think anyone's pretending Raskin and Cantwell have been mm-hmm. at their absolute best But at the same time they both would have definitely played tonight Wouldn't they? So, so that, that makes it a blow I know, I know where Graham's coming from Yeah, I, I totally agree with that But in the big games, especially tonight I think Raskin and Cantwell would have been certain starters, Gordon um, I like Raskin I think he brings so much to the mid-left park um, I think he'll be a big miss It'll be interesting to see how he fills the hole in there, especially with Cantwell as well. That creative player. So they might go with a bit of pace, a bit of uh, a bit of width tonight. Sima Matondo may come into the, the thoughts of Michael Beale. Uh, Roof, for me, should start. I think he's the best um, player available. But you look at the weekend, Dessas, for instance, he's been brought in, brought in for these games. This is what he's been brought to Ibrox for. He didn't get on at the weekend. You know, Danilo come off with that injury and he didn't get on. Seema come on and I thought he'd actually done all right. Matondo comes on and gets a good goal. I think he'll go for a bit of pace tonight. Is that the way it has to be seen, Graham's outlook there at the start, Charlie, of there's been a bit of negativity about Rangers, but you go and win a game like this. Does it has to be seen as that opportunity to sort of kickstart your season? There's no doubt about it. I mean, you're only kind of as good as your last game and I think that if they get a result tonight, it's a big result against a La Liga team that, that obviously went went well last year and are going well this year. Um, they've been winning games this year. They're sitting mid-table in La Liga. Um, so it's, it's going to be a difficult game and if Rangers can get a result, and we're talking about players there being out, Cantwell and Raskin, I think it's a chance for players to step in and that's what happens in football if you see it Celtic with... with um, yeah, Celtic. The centre half, the centre half at the moment. There's a couple of injuries, and there's people stepping up um, and, and, and taking a chance. So I think that Rangers, Rangers are look at likes of Jack and look at likes of um, Lindstrom and that to step up, and that's actually their chance to to really um, to get in the team mm. and, and show that they're worthy starters. Do you think Cantwell and Raskin are a big miss? Graham's not so sure because he doesn't think they've been in great form. But to revisit how you know we discussed with Gordon, they, well, they would have played, you, wouldn't they? He's were spot on. They definitely would have, would have played tonight. You'd imagine because um, we were brought in for four games like this. Um, but it's like with every team, you, you, 
players are waiting to get their chance will be disappointed they're not being playing and these players are ahead of them and now they need to step up and, and show that they're, they're ready to play for Rangers and, and get in that team um, We've seen a lot of these big nights in Europe over recent seasons Graham where, where Rangers do maybe surprise one or two people get the job done you, st- you still think this current group's got that in them? I think I think they're good players mate. I just think some just no clicking I think if it clicks they'll push you on I think because you've got Tav out the back Goldson they're good players you've got Lundstrom and Jack they could sit there in the middle and then you can pick any four up front you know what I mean I think they'll be alright tonight actually it feels like we've had this discussion though before mm. over the last few years, Gordon. Sometimes that there has been something about Rangers where you think they look underwhelming against I don't know Livingston or Ross County or whoever, and then it, it does kind of click on a European night that gives you absolutely no guarantees for this evening. But you can understand why fans like Graham are are, are at least you know calling on those memories and believing that that could yeah, happen. Yeah, the, the, the proof's there because maybe a night um, the Europa League when they got to the final, we sat and looked at some of the games, talked about the opposition, how difficult it was going to be, Rangers weren't performing at a great level, and they seemed to just get the results going uh, on the night. They just they rose to the occasion. I'll be the same tonight. They're coming out there. They're, they're at home. They've got to try and. Uh, get that advantage, make that advantage count for them. The middle of park's going to be interesting. I think he's got big decisions there in the middle of park, and also the question mark at the back. Ben Davis came in at the weekend. I know it was St Johnston played particularly well, uh, but I'm a Suter fan, um, and it'll be interesting to see who he puts in centre back tonight. Mm, let's thank Graham and go quickly to George, who's in Stirling. George, you as confident as Graham? Um, yeah, I'm super confident at Ibrox, definitely. Hi, guys. First time caller. Good so, to have you. Go easy, please. Big, good, big donkey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, Rangers are going to smash it tonight. Wow, very confident. Um, what? Who, who in particular do you think is the... Who, who are the players that you need to rise to this occasion, George? Who, who are you pinning your hopes on tonight? Hopefully, it starts with my tondo with a bit of pace. The boy is amazing And hopefully they put John Suter back Where he belongs In the defence yeah. I'm, I'm a big John Suter fan the, the, the back line plays better when he's there I'm interested in that one Charlie Because John Suter As Gordon says Was left out at the weekend Ben Davis comes back in He's not he's not played a lot um, But we don't, I don't know What was your impression Were some of these guys being rested for Europe Or actually is that the chance for the team that played at the weekend to stay in? I mean, Barisic will need to come in because yeah. Yilmaz is not in the European squad. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think he's probably looked at it and thought um, it's a chance for, it's a different type of game. St. Johnston are going to have all the ball, they're going to be on the front foot for a chance for Ben Davis to start. And because John Suter has one or two wee injury problems and maybe playing two or three games a week is a problem for John Suter potentially, I think he'll come straight back in tonight. Because um, I think that that's a, the, the preferred two is Golson and Golson Suter. Mm. I've seen, John Suter's an interesting one, Gordon. I feel like I've, I've seen the theory this season that if he sort of over the 90 minutes, he plays quite well. Mm. He's obviously very good on the ball and stepping in and making things happen. Um, but some of the goals Rangers have lost have maybe not been his fault as such, but it's maybe been his man mm. or, you know, he, he's, he's played a part in some of the goals Rangers have lost whilst playing well 
other than that, if that, if that makes yeah, any sense you, at all. You've described that very well Thank because um, I do believe that that is the case with him. I, I like Suter, but sometimes he just gets caught for me. Um, positionally, in the wrong position, Charlie will know better. He played it. Um, you know, defender and he knows that position inside out. But John Shooter sometimes get, gets caught, you know, getting dragged out of defence and leaving the other uh, goals and exposed at the back where the gaps for um, the opposition to go and score against them. But in a game tonight, I just think he brings more to the table than Ben Davis. I thought he, he did okay at the weekend. He was steady enough. But I just think tonight, the importance of the game at Ibrox... I would be going with Suter by Golson, my two centre-backs. That's two Rangers callers so far and both very confident. Are you two as confident? Um, I said in the show that I thought that Celtic would lose on Tuesday night. And What's that I've, got to do with it? He's no, trying no, to take I've, credit for one correct no, no, prediction. No, I've got, to <laughs> say, I've got to say, up until the first goal went in, right. I thought I was going to get my prediction wrong. I think it'll be difficult for Rangers tonight. I think the best will do tonight is a, a, a draw. I think Rangers will win tonight. I think that the European games are different. You don't have. Uh, I think the Rangers will enjoy the. They've shown in the past they enjoy the fact that teams come and try and play against them. European teams try and play football, try and press them higher, try and have more possession, and it, it suits Rangers rather than having eleven men mm. behind the ball denying the space. Uh, one of my favourite tasks on this big European on these big European nights is to ask Gordon Deal to predict the team then see how wrong he gets it so we'll do that next and if you want to get your calls in please do anyone else out there on their way to the game give us a shout let us know how you're feeling that's two very confident Rangers fans so they're uh, so far in the interest of balance is anyone not as confident do let us know it's still one all in Frankfurt as well so we'll take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it Search the YouTube stream now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. So please join in. Let us know what is on your mind tonight. Still Frankfurt 1, Aberdeen 1. Uh, Aberdeen still doing okay? Yeah, especially since that white shirt's been put mm. on their backs. But uh, defending a bit deep, but look well organised. Um, obviously away from home, been very patient. They looked uh, quite promising in the break a couple of times, Gordon. They've had a couple of good efforts. So encouraging encouraging times just now um, against Frankfurt for the Dons. Yeah, Charlie, they had another good, maybe not quite a chat, an opportunity for like an opening on the break yeah. with Miofsky, didn't they? It's clearly a game plan, they're denying the space behind and they're allowing them to have the ball in front of them um, right now they're about 40 yards, 35 yards 40 yards for their goal, just we narrow and compact spaces between each player and, and it's hard, it's difficult to break through, so they're looking pretty solid and well organised, as Duncan said and um, they've got a threat on the break yeah. Well listen, so far so good, you would have to say Aberdeen would take this all day long, wouldn't they? We'll see what the next 50 minutes or so looks like let's go to uh, Bernard who's a Rangers fan in Dumbarton two very confident Rangers fans so far are you in the same camp? Bernard can you hear us? I'm very very confident tonight honest with you buddy I think the roof and your man Tavernier will shine tonight Rangers is finally away and Celtic, their their day's game against Firenord. Um, 
I don't think Celtic's going to do anything at all this year, and I think we are going to win everything. And I think we'll get to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Truth is, eh? Well, I've, that was great. So that was. I've heard confident now if Rangers going to win the treble and get to the quarterfinals Quarter of the Europa League. Listen, Bernard <laughs> might be right, but it's just we're going for we're going for early. Uh, and, I, I and think if Michael show. Beale's listening, he'll be delighted with Bernard. He'll ex- he'll accept that. He'll take that. Um, no, well, look, I think. Rangers fans will be confident tonight. They're at home. Rangers in the past, the European nights have been they've been good. They've you know even when you're thinking right, they've got one or two injuries. They've not went into the game, you know, in terrific form. They just seem to find something on these nights. Um, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting game. I keep going back to the team. It'll be an interesting team to see what uh, Michael Beale decides to go with. Will he put that midfield, make it very solid? Will he try and bring in, for instance, Tom Lawrence for a little bit more flair with the miss, missing of uh, Cantwell in there? Um, will the pace of Matondo and Sima, or does he leave one out and bring Dessers back in? But I think most Rangers fans going along tonight will be confident, but let's not write the opposition off because they're not a bad team. Hey, come on then. Tell everybody the team. Give us your exclusive insight. Because you, you did, to be fair, I criticised you earlier. You got Celtic's team bang on on Tuesday. Uh, even a broken clock I'm and not, all that. I'm not holding anything to Oh, you're not? You're not no, confident no I'm not confident. But I'm, I'll be confident in the back f- back five. Butland in goal. Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Barisic. Even though Davis played at the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I think he'll go back to Suter. Okay. I think there was a reason for that. Um, Jack, Cifuentes. Now, here's the one... I'm going to go with Tom Lawrence because I thought Tom Lawrence, and the big problem is he's not played a lot of football. That's my problem here. But I thought he was excellent second half in Perth. I think he gives you that flair, that pass, right, okay. that, that killer. So ball. no John Lundstrom for you? No. Seema, uh, Ruth, and I'm going to go for Dessers. And he's not impressed me, but you cannot be bringing these big players to Ibrox and then on the big occasions, don't even play them. Okay, okay. Charlie, you're different at all. I've, I mean, I've got Lundstrom in. Um, I've got Lundstrom in, and I've also got uh, Matoma in. Matondo. Matondo. Sorry, no Matoma. That would be good to be fair. They wouldn't mind him. Aye. He'd be. What a Matondo. You've, wrote my, you've, you've changed my spell in there. Aye. I've got Matondo in. I think spell. he'll play for pace tonight, in behind. He came on a few games, he's looked threatening yeah. behind. I think he'll play tonight. How. You'll, you'll have. I won't ask you to remember them off the top of your head, but there must be other players that get sort of pigeonholed as impact players. You know, can yeah, it can it be difficult to? There is, and there is players that do prefer to come off the bench. Um, you clearly see it as if they get a bit. They, they get that thing be, between their teeth that they they want to prove that they should be playing, and, and they're better when they're doing that. And I think they come on and they when defenders are tired and they they know that they need to prove a point, and they they get especially players like Matondo. Um, they get, they get up, they get the pace, they get, they get in behind, they look for the ball in behind and, and they know that, that, that that's that's a strength of theirs. So, But I think he'll start tonight. I think they'll, they'll try and go for the start and get and use pace in behind, mm. especially if Betis, Betis have a lot of the ball, they'll try and get uh, they'll try and hit them on the break at times. I wanted to find out more about this treble winning Europa League quarter-finalist season from mm. Bernard, but he's gone, so we'll, we'll just we'll have to just <laughs> stay, stay guessing. He's realised what he what, said. And I don't mind, I did say, I, I'm more than happy to hear people being confident. All we've had is weeks of Rangers fans feeling mm. a bit down. So far, we've had uh, the most confident of 
uh, callers on So we'll see You never know We'll see what happens tonight Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale Whilst the rest of you uh, Get your calls over to us He's been giving us his General thoughts on tonight's game What's most important is That we go and take the game and, and we play with energy and we play with quality and then we're playing against a very good team. If you look at their front four, I think they're very, very dangerous and good players in midfield, you know, international players in midfield. So it'll be a good game. It's a great game for us to challenge ourselves, but it's a big opportunity to get this group up and running. After this, we have two away games and away games in Europe are difficult. So looking at the, the level of this group, I think this is going to go to the fifth and sixth game for everybody until it gets, far, you know, until it gets concluded who's where. It's important that we, um, as the games go by, that we build up enough points to make sure that we get, we're qualifying for the latter stages of this competition. Uh, should Rangers be realistically aiming? You think, that, you know, think that's possible, Gordon, progression from this group? Yeah, and it all starts tonight. Um, if you can get the first three points on the board, especially at home, Home games are obviously so important. Um, pick anything up in, in the road. And um, I think, plus the fact, it gives you that confidence as well, Gordon. Um, so it's a very important game tonight at Ibrox for Rangers. Michael Beale sounds very confident. Um, I do agree. I think this is a sort of a group that will go to the later stages and, and it'll still be undecided. Um, so everything to play for. And I think that if you're going to be that team that's going to get out the group, then you've got to go off to a good start. And a good start tonight for Rangers is three points at home. Especially with two away games coming as well. Yeah. When you've got two mm. away ga- games coming in Europe, it's so difficult to get points away from home. So I think tonight they've got to look at a chance of getting three points. Yeah, let's go to Craig then, who's on the line. Craig, how's it going all right? I'm all right, yeah, yourself? Yeah, all good here. It has been one-way conference on the, the show so far. Are you Are you the same as your fellow Rangers fan getting the job done tonight? To be honest, we uh, we usually pull it out in the Europa League, uh, but right now with Rangers, it's either really good or really bad. There's no in between, and you don't really know what you're going to get until they step out in the pitch. To be honest, until you see the first five ten minutes, and then you can generally get an idea what the night's going to be like. What's been really good then so far this season that you want to see replicated? There's sometimes when the team there's been certain periods and certain games where they've just increased the intensity and they've actually looked like they've been wanting to drive forward. And at those stages, they look like they could score goals, they look like they could be dangerous, but I think a lot of the times we're recycling the ball a bit too much and being a bit too passive. Uh, Gordon, uh, Craig says, you know, sometimes it's really good, sometimes Mm. it's it's bad, there's no in-between. I feel like most of the calls so far this season have been complaining that they've not seen Rangers be really good yet, they've not seen that that top level from this team yet. Yeah, and we watched the game on Saturday in here, Gordon, and I th- must must admit... I, I missed thought, you terribly. Yeah, the, the game for me was below par, but the most important thing for everyone concerned with Rangers, especially Michael Beale, who we were getting phone calls talking about coming under pressure, was the three points, and he achieved that. So I think he's got a few home games coming up, um, and I think it's important that he starts winning those. And wins over that section of Rangers fans, it's a bit negative about them because there's certainly Rangers fans out there that are still undecided about Michael Beale going forward with Rangers, especially the new signings. I.e., that's why I think he's got to look tonight and think, well, I brought these guys in, I've changed it all in the summer, the board have backed me, I've spent some good money. Danilo, for instance, is a, I would say a big miss now because the one thing... He got his goal at the weekend. He needed goals. He's a centre-forward 
You need goals when you play with Rangers. And he got off to a great start at Perth. Unfortunate for a mm. lad, he got a bad injury and he's out. But it's up to the rest of them to step up now. One or two haven't hit the ground running. I think Raskin and Cantwell are a big, big miss and you can argue that they've not been in great form. But I just, I, 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 I see where the Rangers supporters are coming from because on these nights, Rangers look a different side for me. You've been there, Charlie. Is it the, the sort of outsider perspective sometimes is that these games can suit Rangers because in domestic football they maybe have to break down low blocks and it's teams sitting right behind the ball whereas if a team comes at you a bit more in Europe it can be I don't know if easier is the right word but more suitable did, did you find that when you played what's the difference like when you go between the the simple differences to put it simply is there's spaces there's spaces in better areas so instead of denying the space in the final third which teams do if they sit in a low block Teams are maybe coming at you and the spaces are then between the lines and you get more time and more time more time to play in the areas and there's spaces in behind. So then you ultimately get get, get more chance to play in the better areas. Um, when teams deny the space and teams like SPL teams go to Ibrox, they go there and they're, they're happy to not have the ball. So they're comfortable out of possession, whereas these European teams are uncomfortable out of possession. They like to have the ball. So it suits... Um, Celtic and Rangers mm. so much better. Um, as, as, long, as much as it's much better opposition, the the game's differently and it suits them. I think. Um, I suppose is that when you're on the ball though. The other side of it is obviously if you make mistakes, you're more likely to to get punished. I to guess. get punished. So it's a it's it's a double edged sword in that sort of way. But I think Rangers this year they've not been convincing, and I think a big part is down to having no width. I know that's the way Michael Beale, Michael Beale plays, but I think to to get the spaces inside the pitch that he likes to play in, you need to have width. He tries to get it for the fullbacks, but it's a big ask for the fullbacks to go from defending to right on the last line and give the width. It's difficult, and I, I think they got it a wee bit more at the weekend. You see, with Tavernier's goal, he makes a run for outside to uh, for inside to outside, and he gets across in the box. And I think that's a big area where where Rangers. Um, Struggle with mm. the lack of width We won't be too far away from the team I, I can't imagine Craig So anyone you want to see play In particular or, or thoughts on the team I 100% want to see Tom Lawrence on I thought he'd done pretty well at the weekend After being out for a long period of time And I'm not too sure if he's in the squad now or not I can't remember from when I read the squad But if Roof's in the squad Roof needs to play Simple yeah, as that. yeah 100% he needs to play we can't worry about him getting injured. He's the best striker at the club. He's got the best goals to games and shorts ratio. So we need to put him up top 100%. You fully you know, confident in Michael Beale, Craig? You know, I know it's match night and these get, these conversations tend to follow uh, in the days after a, a poor result. But there's been a real, I think a real split on this show among Strangers fans and how confident they are in Michael Beale. Has he still got your full backing? I don't actually want Michael Beale to be in charge and that's that's not just down to results at the start of the season because I know it's early on I know players need to bed in I just don't see the style that he's trying to play is going to work in Scottish football uh, I said the same last season about Giovanni I said that it was more down to his style I knew it wasn't going to work and then Rangers delayed it a few months later and by that point when they replaced him the league was gone I think the style of football Rangers are playing right now is pretty boring it's quite similar to if you look at Celtic going from Andrew the way they were last season to Rodgers who wants to play a bit more possession-based football, a lot of Celtic fans are saying that they've slowed down a lot and they aren't really enjoying watching them either. It's similar with Michael Beale and I think when you've got managers out there like, I think Rangers would be like Aldi Kevin Muscat who would play all out attacking football. I would much rather watch that and even if my team didn't win, 
I would rather be watching that than watching a team that I'm literally lying there nearly falling asleep watching. Wow. Um, we're taking a bit of a turn from the last caller who thought the treble was in the bag and yeah. European progression. <coughs> Craig's not quite as convinced about the manager. I think clearly what is the obvious then for some Rangers fans, I don't know how many, Michael Beale could be doing with something positive yeah, and convincing yeah, Craig, tonight. Craig's not alone. Let, let's be honest about it. We get calls in this uh, show night after night about Michael Beale's position. I'm not in the camp of changing the manager. I'm certainly not. I think you've got to give him the opportunity. He's been well backed in the summer. There's been a big change in the club. So give him the opportunity to go and show what he can do. Where I do ag- agree with Craig is the, the brand of football right now for me is a turn-off. It's boring. I, I say up at St Johnston, bought my league table. Um, you know, they had all the possession, but it was... Laboured for me. Uh, there was n- until Matondo come on, a little bit of pace. Seema thought I uh, introduced that as well. Um, it was a sort of a boring game, but the most important thing was the three point. I think Michael Beale has got to be given an mm. opportunity. Um, listen, people can come on here and say, Well, if we've got a new manager and we played this brandy football and it was great and we still get beat, I wouldn't bother. No, they would bother. It, it oh, they would be on here no, soon for, for sure. his head. Um, what, because it's a higher level, Charlie. So it's it's a tougher task, obviously. Is there is there less pressure on Michael Beale tonight? Is is that the way it works, or does he still need at least something close to a positive result? What would what would he get away with in the eyes of the Rangers fans? I suppose is what I'm asking. Well, it's slightly less pressure because it's harder opposition and it's not an SPL game. But Rangers have um, set the bar quite high in the Europa League in in, in the past couple of years. So I think that. Uh, I think that the fans are turning up want to see a performance and want to see a victory tonight after not having the best of starts performance-wise. I think if Rangers want to do that, I think we mentioned there Matondo coming on and making a difference. He gives the width. They need to play with width in order to make the spaces appear in the, mid- in the middle of the pitch and through the, the, the gaps in the defenders uh, between the centre-backs and the, the full-backs and between the two centre-backs. To make the gaps appear, I think you need to have people on the touchline high up on the pitch. I don't think the full-backs get high enough to produce mm. that width. Uh, thank you very much to Craig. We will get team news next, so let me tell you about this first. <coughs> right, I don't know how tense it's going to get on the pitch at Ibrox tonight, but Kira and Glenn Boyg went right down to the wire with her make me a winner call. She took four and a half rings to answer. Half a ring more mm. and it's <coughs> potentially game over. She's now £77,000 richer. Oh. She's happy she picked up that phone uh, She's planning her one-year-old son Oren's first holiday <laughs> Holiday that's going to be uh, We could make you the winner of £80,000 tomorrow When we make another call But you need to be in the draw So text YES to 61025 Text are £2 plus your standard network rate Clyde1.com you can enter And online entries are £2 Or call 0330 And calls are charged at a standard rate as well It's over 18s only All the rules for this network competition are online If you get the call After 3 o'clock tomorrow Friday the 22nd uh, Answer within the five rings Say make me a winner Straight away uh, That's how you go about winning that £80,000 But you have to be in it So it takes yes to 61025 1041 951 1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One <laughs> Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew and Gordon DL are here. I must admit, it's a, it's a tougher shift for you tonight. Eh? You usually sit next to Wilson. 
Yeah On a Thursday night Tell you, you what You have to up your game the night Seriously In what sense? Where is he in fact? Oh I know where he is He's over in Dubai Is he? Sunny self Can you imagine red his wee face Oh the colour of his <laughs> face <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Aberdeen's home strip that they're yeah, not they're, wearing tonight because yeah. they've got the white one on. But, oh, uh, he'll be, he'll be, be sitting listening. Oh, he will be. Yeah, he's like wish that. him all the best. He's, Charlie, he's... I prefer you. <laughs> you're, you're like me, you've got the stature, we're looking good in the camera, <laughs> Gordon's backing us up. Wow. You know what I mean? Nice head of hair, stuff like that. Incredible. Right, okay. Um, before this gets any more out of hand with his lies, let's go to Ibrooks because Andrew McLean has the team who's got it right. Well, it's four changes for Rangers. We knew Ridvan Yilmaz would drop out. We knew Nicholas Raskin would drop out. We knew Danilo would drop out. The only other change is Sam Lammers, who comes out. And it's quite interesting because it's Barisic, Sifuentes, Sima and Matondo that come in. So it's a pretty attacking lineup from Rangers tonight. It will be Jack Butland in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies, who retains his place in that back four. And Borna Barisic in at left back. Then a midfield three of John Lundstrom, Jose Sifuentes and Tom Tom Lawrence, who also keeps his place, and it will be uh, Sima and Matondo, either side of Kemar Roof. The substitutes, McCrory, Wright, Suter, Jack, Dessers, Lammers, Sterling, Wright, King, Devine, Lyle and McKinnon. What do you make of that, Rangers fans? Let us know. I don't think any of you got it right. Somebody no. got the midfield right, though, one of you. Who went well, for Tom Lawrence? In the I end. went for Tom Lawrence. Um, none of you saw Ben Davies keeping his place at no. the expense of John Suter. So surprised at that, then? Very surprised at that. I thought John Suter, um, John Suter would have come, come straight back in, but obviously Ben Davies has, has done enough to, to earn his earn shirt. And again, that's how, that's how football works. When you, you take a chance, if somebody's getting rested, if you go in and you do the job the mm. way the manager wants, then then you get a chance. It feels like it, maybe, it must be something more than that, though, because I'm not saying Ben Davies didn't have a bad mm. game at the weekend, but let's be honest, Rangers, Rangers didn't get tested at the back. I, I, I think you maybe could have gone in there. Yeah. And, and, Coped. It is, it is a, a, f- a funny one because I think everybody was raving about Suter early season thinking he's playing very well, looks solid um, and then all of a sudden Ben Davis is given opportunity and Charlie's right in this game if you're given the shot just go out there and make sure you try and keep it and that certainly happened tonight uh, Matondo, I can see Matondo but for me um, I think what I've seen of him so far, I think he lights everything up when he comes on the pitch with his pace. So you mentioned, Charlie, you felt Rangers' struggle so far had been due to a lack of width. You've got Sima and Matondo. Now, I know they both don't always play wide, but do you think maybe that maybe they will, the fact that they're both starting tonight? Well, we signs it at the weekend, as I said. So I think that I think that if Rangers are going to go on and play well and get attacking football that the fans are looking for, I think they need that width. Otherwise, everything's too congested right through the middle. And there's people shutting passing lines off for each other and there's just not enough space in there for everybody. And I know he likes to move and be fluent and, and have not set positions for people when they're in possession. He likes the team to move and be fluent. But I think you need to have you need to pin a back four or a back five back with width high and wide on the touchline and that creates a space for, for people inside. Mm, let's bring in Martin then, who's a Rangers fan. Martin, I know you you probably called in before the team came out and you'll, you'll have just heard it. Happy enough with what, you, what you've heard there? I only heard um, Seema Matondo and Ruth and I- I'm happy with that I think Matondo took a lot of flag last year a uh, bit of headless chicken loads of pace doesn't really know what he's doing but I, d- I think there's a player there that can be coached and he's he's shown to be quite good this season so far and we are lacking pace so 
the tone on the team fantastic, and I agree with what other callers have said today. Roof must play. He's our best striker. Yeah, and look, Gordon, you deal with this mm. when you get to it. I'm not trying to identify, prob- make this out to be a problem down the line, but when you start both them, they have sort of, um, they have become kind of impact subs. You know, mm-hmm. the quick, it's something a bit different. You get, you get pace off the bench. So if, if it doesn't work for, for those two from the start, Rangers will need to change something quite drastically, won't they? You know, yeah. Whether that would be a, I don't know, a Dessers, a Lammers, whatever it may be. Yeah, there lies a problem for me. Um, I think that... Yeah, it's, not, it's not a problem if no. they both go and fly from the start and yeah, give well, Rangers a good... Well, well, I was about to say, game. I think it's very important for them to have big games tonight. Um, I can see the... The, the thinking behind it I can see the pace and the width and everything that goes with it but every time they've started together I, I've just not seen anything of, over that period of time whereas every time they've come on the pitch now I thought Seema come on uh, at Perth and played very well Matondo comes on and shows great pace down the left hand side and gets a terrific finish and I've got to say a terrific finish for the boys so for Rangers fans going along tonight, seeing that, they'll be excited with it. Of course they will, because Charlie explained why Michael Beale's uh, gone with that sort of system with the pace, the width. Uh, it helps the two full-backs as well. But they've got to be consistent, Gordon. They've got to do it from the start, and they've got to be on the front foot and uh, really show what they're all about. This could be a big night for these two guys. What about, sort of overall, Martin, you know, are you confident tonight? We've had some very confident shouts from, from Rangers fans. How do you feel about things overall at the moment? Well, as I said to your producer, I'm, I'm not in the Michael Beale camp quite yet, and I never was. Um, when Stephen Gerrard came to Rangers, there was excitement because of who he was. The same way Van Bronckhurst because of who he was and he'd been to Arsenal and, of course, Barcelona after Rangers. The Michael Beale thing seem to be very 50-50 between the fans. Some guys going, well, who is he? He's not proved anything yet. And other people claiming that he was the brains behind Stephen Gerrard. How much truth there is behind that, we'll, we'll never know. Um, so I think Michael Beale has split the support more so than the last two managers. And I think that means that he's got a hell of a lot of work to do to convince the, the majority support that never really were on his side yet. What does that mean for tonight then, Martin? Because as, as Charlie pointed out earlier, this is obviously, you know, we kept talking about must win at the weekend against St. Johnson. This is a step up in difficulty level. So what does that mean for Michael Beale tonight? Well, we've seen Betis play Celtic. Um, and the, I think that was quite a high scoring game of them this year's night. Betis will come out and attack. Um, Michael Beale, I don't think he's quite got his best 11 yet. Whether it's injuries, whether it's trying to get his new players at the ball through the, through the pre-season up to speed. But tonight, I think we need to show some sort of improvement and some sort of excitement. Anybody that says they don't care how Rangers play as long as they get the points is lying. You can say that at the end of the season that if you've got the trophy on your shelf, but week by week, now remember Stephen Gerrard had like a seven point lead before he left for Aston Villa. And when he left for Aston Villa, a lot of fans are saying good riddance because the football that year was absolutely honking at times. That technical term. Mm. 
Charlie's, I know he's keen to get into coaching. He's got his notepad. Mm-hmm. Just take that down. That's yeah. one for the team oh, talk. Honking. That was honking. The low block was honking. It is effective, though. That isn't. That's an effective word. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with it. I agree yeah. with it. I, I agree with the, f- the way that the football is now. I would describe it as honking. No, he, uh, he wasn't talking. He was talking about before. Yeah, but I think it is just <laughs> now. It's well. honking just yeah, now. Yeah. I, oh, I, wow. I, I, you, you, listen. Prove me wrong. Rangers supporters come on here and tell me that they're exciting. They're excited going to Rangers games now by the brand of football they're watching. I would disagree wholeheartedly. There's ninety plus minutes I'll never get back in my life again. Saturday was the worst game I've ever seen. But oh, enough of your exaggeration. Right, it was the it was worst terrible. game you've ever oh, seen. Worst game I've ever seen. Oh, I've was... never seen a game that's as nonsense. bad as that. Wasn't great, but that, that's right. a lie. It was. It was poor, and people right. will agree with me. But. Here's a chance tonight. There's a, a run of home games. I, I think that every, I'm not every rate, but I think a big percentage mm. of Rangers fans were delighted when Michael Beale was given the job. Let's not be kidding. Because in behind that was, he was the brains behind Steven Gerrard. Let, he has to stand his own two feet now. He has to do better. Let's quickly find out what they're up against tonight. Any any headlines, any names that people will recognise in the Betis team, Andrew? Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, first of all, Manuel Pellegrini was asked yesterday about their goalkeeping position because they were down to the bare bones. But Claudio Bravo, who I'm sure many people will know from his time at Manchester City, he was back in training yesterday and has been deemed fit enough to start this game. So he is in goal. You look at the back line, some well-known names as well. Hector Bellerin at right back, who of course came through at Arsenal and has now gone back to Spain. Mark Bartra as well, who came through Barcelona's academy. He's starting at centre-back. You then look at... to midfield Isco who you know had a, a really successful time at Real Madrid was part of Champions League winning sides has maybe faded a bit in terms of his career went to Sevilla he's now at Real Batiste but a real quality player in that midfield who you expect to really run things in there and then the danger man up top is Borja Iglesias who scored 15 goals in La Liga last season he got double figures of league goals the two seasons before that as well he is their main striker so if they're looking for one man for goals it will be Borja Iglesias up top Thank you, Andrew, and thank you to Martin. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. I've got a great Beat the Pundit story to tell you after the break, so I won't keep you around for too long. Just quickly get your calls into us if you want to play tonight. So one four one nine five one one zero two five, and you have to call before seven. So Beat the Pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, Charlie Mulgrew and Gordon DL are here. It's 01419511025. If you want to get your calls in, most of the show so far dominated by the build-up to the game at Ibrox, as you would expect. So Rangers fans, keep your thoughts coming. Celtic fans, it might be a good time though for you to get in touch and let us know how you're feeling. It's day two of the inquest into that Feyenoord defeat how do you feel about the game specifically what about overall in terms of Celtic's strength of squad and suitability for European competition and all that stuff interesting stuff from Brendan Rodgers today as well so we'll get to that very soon why not give us a call right now and we'll play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football an unbelievable turn of events slid into my DMs on Instagram earlier, right? So you know we play Beat the Pundit, obviously, as we're mm-hmm. about to do, and the winner 
gets a signed ball mm-hmm. right pretty straightforward let me get the message up so that I can I can do it um, justice so basically I got a message for, and I'm going to leave some of the names out and stuff because I don't know what I don't know what level of like secrecy there is to this but basically someone out there came on and played and lost mm-hmm. so their mates I think <laughs> so some mates organised for how am I going to put this on a family show right a six foot cardboard cutout of a a man's you know mm. equipment mm. to be sent to the person signed by Hugh Evans <laughs> <laughs> not actually signed by Hugh Evans but pretending to be signed by Hugh Evans um, as if to say like unlucky you lost on yeah. the pundits or rather than the, but like from all the team at Clyde One <laughs> and then signed it from Hugh Evans so who knew that this website um, existed um I'm actually scared to. It's one of those. I'm scared to click on the link in case I'm being stitched up. Was right. that was that a car, cardboard cutout of Hugh Keevan's actual equipment? Or oh, absolutely not. <laughs> it's like six foot. Oh, right? <laughs> Hugh's not even six foot. Um, <laughs> he didn't even carry oh, Here so we go. I'm scared to. I'm scared to click the link in case I'm. I didn't know such. Oh, a don't website click the link. Existed. Um, Shipper. Dot co dot uk. You can insert whatever word you want in there. It's probably the one you're thinking of. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> here we go. So it's fit. No such. No. That's enough. No such drama tonight. Um, you've had a, a lively week on beat the pundit. Yeah. Remember you yeah. lost and then. No, I didn't lose. Um, I was sort of a cheater. No, you because, lost. Well, I I watched the the podcast back. Right. I listened. You don't, you don't watch. Podcasts, I listened to podcast. Sorry. And I timed it with a stopwatch. Uh, yeah, and you gave the lad was it Andy? Andy and Paisley, Paisley? forty four seconds, okay. fourteen seconds over the well, anyway, thirty seconds he, on the clock. He gambled his sign ball. He said yeah. double or quits, and you beat him. <laughs> he's on done. The, See if he's on the night. He actually phoned back in there. He did genuinely, he? Did. I guarantee he would. Um, unfortunately, Frankfurt have taken the lead against Aberdeen, uh, and it's funny because the guy that scores get the same the same name as that cardboard cutout. K O C H has just <laughs> has just headed that one into the back of the net and um, ah, Charlie quickly with your defensive hat on if Leighton Clarkson oh, is there on. and he's on the post yeah. how does that happen? Uh, I just think that when you're playing like, this, like Aberdeen the last thing you want to do is concede for a set piece if they carve you open because they're a much better attacking side or football side then you can half accept it set pieces has got to be Aberdeen's bread and butter they've got to clear that and Clarkson being on the post has got to stand on the post and actually clear the ball he's got to do better though. Yes, he's got to do better schoolboy anyway right okay Come let's, on. let's meet tonight's contestant David in Burgedy how's it going David? aye okay mate good stuff have you ever played before? I've played once once oh. before and? That was, I got beat off Mark Wilson oh, so <laughs> imagine admitting all. that hang up <laughs> honestly you can't beat Wilson hang up it's, but I'll um, get DL well, oh. listen, you could, could, Charlie's been on the show a few times recently, but the Maybe. coin's always avoided you, hasn't yeah. it? You have played before, though, ages I've ago. I've played once, and I've, the last two I've lost. Oh, lost dear. Oh, this will be good. David, no, I lost, lost the toss. <laughs> oh, right, oh, right, right. right. The toss. I've only say, ever played once. I thought we were looking at a nil-nil there between David and Charlie. Right, heads, it will be Charlie McGrew, tails, it's Gordon DL. Some run It's tails DL, honestly. We'll get you. We'll get you next week. Uh, right, David, so you've got your wish, 30 seconds. Uh, we'll just give Gordon some greatest hits radio to listen to so that he can't hear us. Uh, 30 seconds on David's clock. Remember, you can pass if you don't know David and move on to the next one, all right? Okay. Right, let's go then. Your time starts now. Which team knocked Aberdeen out of this year's Europa League? 
Pass. Ryan Gold plays for which MLS team? Galaxy. Which former Celtic defender manages their B, t- B team? Donald True or false, Celtic's Nat Phillips is in a relationship with Liam Gallagher's daughter. False. Who are the only Scottish Premiership team with a J in their name? Premiership team? Uh, pass. Brian Rice is the manager of which club? Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. All right. Is, is the show nearly finished? What are you on about? Well, I, I timed it on that clock up there. An hour <laughs> 45 seconds. What are you laughing at? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this to you. See the wee clock that we play when we click it and it sort of. Yeah. It, it lasts 30 seconds and then it just finishes. There, there is no yeah, way yeah, and you for keep me talking, that. hoping that I'm going to lose. I give you an extra minute, Charlie, extra second or two at the end. Done, <laughs> He's been called many things. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. These are tough tonight. Same set of questions. Let's go. Which team knocked Aberdeen out of this year's Europa League? Oh, pass. Ryan Gold plays for which MLS team? Oh, pass. Which former Celtic defender manages their B team? Uh, True or false, Nat Phillips is in a relationship with Liam Gallagher's daughter. True. Who are the only Scottish Premiership team with a J in their name? St. Johnson. Brian Rice is the manager of which club? Alloa. Which Partick Thistle player is currently celebrating his testimonial year? Um. Big Toy Story Up front Sorry? Big Toy Story what Oh Brian Graham Brian Graham No it's not him uh, oh, David, I'll tell you uh, who it is How do you think it went David? I, uh, I was rubbish <laughs> 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 Oh music to my ears David Honking rubbish We get all the, uh, the Perfect descriptive I'll tell phrases you The civil lad in the middle of the park just, Great left just, just wait a minute You'll find you Lawless, lawless. No, <laughs> Anyway uh, Which team knocked Aberdeen out Can you remember Charlie? It's um, a good one, isn't it? Hacking. Hacking. Oh. No, no. Disappointed Haken. in you here. Is it Haken, Hacking? Remember we were... Oh, Haken apparently Haken. is how you say it. Um, but you said pass, so it's definitely yeah, not that. Yeah, it wasn't them. I must admit, I thought a man as well travelled as you, Vancouver Whitecaps, Ryan Gold. No. No? Not no. at all? No. If right. you ask me that on Saturday, I'm not going to answer. Nil-nil after two questions. It's not oh, a classic. hopeless, I'm playing. As bad as you, though. No, no, but wait till you see this run. He got Darren O'Dea and so yeah, did you. Yeah, yeah, did um, get the next couple. Nat Phillips is in is. a relationship with Liam Gallagher's daughter. True. There you go. Things you, you Where'd he go? He went false. <laughs> Silly man. Uh, I must admit, David, I, I, to try and second guess it is tough, but to make that up would have been quite quite yeah. something from Take me hang whichever up, David. producer it was. <laughs> Kettle's boiling, son. I think we had this question <laughs> semi-recently on Beat the Pundit because not only are they the only team in the Scottish Premiership, they're the only team in British football, I think. Yeah, but I was going to elaborate. But in their name. Uh, St. Johnson, 3-1 to Gordon Three, DL. This is easy. Boom. Oh, uh, dear. Um, Aloha is Brian Rice, 4-1. 4-1. Uh, David, was it you said earlier, just remind me, I want to play DL. Is that what you said there? No, I said Mulgrew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have beat you six one. <laughs> and um it is neither Toy Story or whoever else, Stephen Who Wallace is, it, is Stuart Bannigan. Uh, a midfield player I got So it. one, two, three, a four one win for Gordon DL. Hard lines, David. Oh, David. 
That's Wilson and Dale. Come on, David, David, seriously, that, that, is, that is bad news <laughs> that Thursday night's dumb and dumber combo <laughs> have managed to beat you and beat the pundit. I want the phone back. Honestly. Oh, good news. No, the phone back on Tuesday. Lloyd Christmas is beating you. Boost our confidence, David. Right, thank you very much to David from Burgedi. Where to get these guys? Forget a bit of competition here. <laughs> I was worried for you after the first two. Uh, yeah, but I've now experienced just pass, pass, and then you go on a run. Vancouver, no? Still no, nothing. still wouldn't have got it. Still nothing. No, still nothing. No, no, I'm not too bells. bothered. I, w- I wouldn't have liked to have been 5 1, Victor. Uh, Aberdeen, Charlie, have they, have they sort of missed their opportunity to get a result in this game? Is there any way back? No, they, they, they've um, been through a wee bad spell there. They can see the goal, obviously, of a set piece, which is disappointing. They've got another set piece to defend here, but. Um, everybody expected this is, this is a good side so everybody expected them to, to hammer Aberdeen they've, they've been they've been pretty solid in a good shape and they'll, they'll hope to have another goal in the break Duke's come on so he's mm. he'll be effective in the break I'd imagine so um, no, they're still hopeful to get some sort of result I had a bit of a roller coaster in my own head Gordon with this game because I mm. like many people sort of fell into the trap earlier on in the week of thinking Aberdeen have you know, not won a game in the Scottish Premiership. They're going to wait to, to Frankfurt. Frankfurt won the Europa League a couple of seasons ago. This this could be anything. This could be mm. embarrassing for Aberdeen. But then, the more you think about it, well, we saw Rangers. Frankfurt were a pretty similar level. We know it mm. took a penalty shootout. Would you say that Frankfurt are necessarily any better than Celtic? I don't. I don't know if you would. If Aberdeen were going to Celtic Park tomorrow, you wouldn't say, "Oh, this will be six or seven I wonder mm, if it's just something we do. Five. We do, we do in Europe where we, um, yeah, yeah, we, we catastrophize a little it, bit. I think it was the same because I think everybody get caught up with Celtic on Tuesday night. Feyenoord, oh, this is going to be a real. I thought Feyenoord were average, to be honest with you, and it's the same tonight. Mm. Aberdeen look very well organised. Charlie's right. When you go away from home in these competitions, the one thing you can't do is lose, lose goals for set plays, especially when you've got a guy in the back post. Clarkson should he should be on his toes. He should be clearing that. The, the, the result there now should still be 1-1. There's, what, 68, 69 minutes on the clock. Still plenty of time, but they're getting deeper and deeper and yeah. deeper, and sometimes the third goal would just kill it off. The problem with sitting that deep is when, when you go a goal or two down, or you're 2-1 down, you end up, the team are happy to keep possession and if you don't press them they'll just keep passing it sideways and backwards and run the clock down and then it went up to Duke there but his touch is loose and, they and he's also 40 it's... yards for his goal yeah. and he's it's hard to get you've got you've get 60 mm. yards to make up to get to the other goal it's, it's difficult the thing is if Aberdeen do concede four more times just delete that bit for the podcast when I said that it would be a bit closer <laughs> than people had given it credit for we will see 69 gone Frankfurt 2 Aberdeen 1 there is still time for it to get worse but maybe to go glass half full Aberdeen can nick something it is not looking likely at the moment I have to tell you just before we bring in John um, I mean I saw the, there was a stat I think Gordon just to talk about the sort of game plan from Aberdeen but I thought they did it well it wasn't complete luck in the first um, the first half but mm-hmm. I think they had 18 was it 16 or 18 percent possession in the first half which is quite it's quite something well, I would call that counter-attacking football. Oh, there's um, counter-attacking football and then there's they're counter-attacking. Yeah, possession. but listen, it just shows you it's what you do with the possession. If you look at go back to the World Cup, um, teams with less possession, if, if you look at the stats, probably won a lot more more games. So it's not about... 
as much as you're going, well, yep. they're only at eighteen percent. You've got to, you've got to be positive and do st- stuff with it. Triple change as well now. Connor Barron, Johnny Hayes, and one other is it Ryan Duncan? I can't quite see who the third one is. Anyway, three changes for Barry Robson, Leighton Clarkson, one of those coming off. Uh, so we will, we will see. Um, let's move on to Celtic. Celtic fans, why not give us a call? Let us know. Day two of the fallout from Rotterdam. Do you feel any different looking back on it now? Uh, what did you learn from it? What do you take away from it? We're going to hear from Brendan Rogers very soon as well. Um, Charlie, you've played in big European nights for Celtic. How did you sum up this one? Um, up until the, the goal, really bad time to concede a goal. It looked pretty even. It looked like there was nothing going to be in the game. It looked like it was going to be 1 0 either way or a 0 0 game. And then they, they concede that bad goal just before half time. And goals change games. It means you need to come away from home you need to push for that goal and and, uh, and then obviously the sending off completely change the game and it's, it's uphill from there yeah I mean Gordon like that that in isolation is, is true I think most people clearly thought there was not a lot in the game it then just ends you know it's another Champions League defeat and Celtic fans are kind of soul searching a little bit about you know what do, they, what do we need to do to, to get one of these wins and, and should the is, is the squad strong enough all that stuff how do you Look back on the last couple of days. Um, watching the game, I, I I didn't look at Celtic and think they were doing enough to go and win the game. Um, I thought if you look at their big players, Hatati, for instance, the amount of times he was giving the ball away, I thought he was quite poor. Palmer, for instance, as well. I was looking for big things off of him. But Feyenoord, as, as much as you thought, that was going to be a real hard game. They were not impressing me at all and then obviously goals, as we all know, changed games and especially the timing of the goal and you look at Joe Hart, some people point the finger at Joe Hart, quite rightly so in my opinion, I thought he showed too much of the the left hand side, Um, they can argue about Kyogo being in the wall but I don't think that made any difference because the ball didn't go over his head, Kyogo jumps out of the way and it goes side to the side of him in the back of it. Um, and then obviously the the disappointing um, the sending offs. I thought Lager Bielka was a little bit unlucky going. Uh, I know he, a lot of people argue well he doesn't need to go and and make that rash challenge with his. But uh, that's a, Charlie will tell you better than me. I think that's the way defenders defend. They get their bodies across. They get their cell in front there. They make sure that you know the ball's either going out for a, a by kick or a goalkeeper's come to collect it. I thought it was a real harsh second booking for him. But when you when you look at it overall, I didn't look at a Celtic team that I would walk away and go, even with 11 v 11, oh, they're a bit unlucky because they were really, really mm. good on, on the night. They weren't. Um, but they will take confidence from it as they come out and say the right things, the manager and the captain, look, we showed great character, we showed great spirit when we went down to nine men. That's fine. But they have to turn that into results. Um, just quickly on the on the free kick, I'm interested because you were a fine free kick taker in your date, but you'll also have defended a few. What was the script? There was some conversation last night. People were blaming Callum McGregor, saying he should organise the wall, all this sort of stuff. Who organises it? What do you make of Kyogo being in it? What about how he acted when he was in it and Joe Hart? All, you know, all of it. So everybody knows where they have to be the day before the game, or the, 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 definitely the day of the game, where they need to be, who's in the wall, who is where at set pieces. Uh, after the game, Brendan Rogers' interview said that somebody hinted towards somebody maybe making a change on the night, and that's fine because a, a managers don't mind that. 
if a player sees something and reacts to a situation in game time. Um, actually, managers like the leadership there. But whoever's made the change, I would suspect it's potentially Joe Hart that's moved the wall slightly more to the left. Or he's put Kyogo in the wall. I would suspect that's one of the two things that's maybe happened. From there, that, the reason he would do that would be to get a better view of the ball. But if he wants a better view of the ball, he needs to save the ball that goes in the, not even in the corner. He's got plenty of time. He needs to move his feet faster and he needs to save it. Also, um, Kyogo has turned his back. That's not good enough. That is not good enough. So if Joe Hart has put the wall there, Kyogo's got to take the ball in the face. I, I played uh, under Mick McCarthy. And I remember early on in my career, him and Strachan had big influences in my career, but the way they, 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 they treated me. And I think that um, I remember a game and Jay Boothroyd jumped up and turned his back in the wall. And I always remember it as a young player, Mick McCarthy going right through him. And for that moment in my career, I was in many a wall. And I remember all, I would always say, and players will remember this that played with me, I used to say, take the thing in the face, take it in the face. And I always knew that if you take the ball in the face, the pain from taking the ball in the face is a lot less than the pain of the ball hitting the back of your net. And I think that it's a big job and you need to understand that. And Kyogo's not understood that. And he's turned his back, he's made his, ball, uh, made his body smaller. And um, I think when it comes through, Joe Hart's going to Did you ever, uh, managers you played under, was there ever a sort of hard, fast rule of, well, the smallest guy can't go on the end of the wall? Or is that, is that not a thing? It's, no, it's not a thing. It's uh, different managers and different people have got different views. If you, look at the, if you look at the free kick again, there's two people over the wall. Uh, over the ball so you don't mm. quite know exactly when there's two over the ball you don't know if it's going to be an outswinger and you don't know if it's going to be an, uh, uh, a left footer you don't know if it's going to be a right footer so it's hard to really put Strachan was always big on putting his biggest players in the wall there's an argument for that but in this scenario it could, have, it could have been a cross it was quite far out I think you could probably see it was going to be a shot but I think that the wall's got to do better mm. It's, it's got, you've got it as a wall as when you're in the wall you stand your ground you make yourself as big as you can and you take the thing in the, the face the wall be. didn't affect the goal and I think Joe Hart makes a decision where the wall is of course he does he's a goalkeeper he's got mm. to be comfortable but the height of Kyogo I, I can't understand why he's there but the height doesn't it's the fact that he turns it's the fact that he turns um, I mean for what it's worth Brendan Rodgers didn't have any complaints but I think there may be a case to say that the Fire Nord players were too close to the wall compared to what you're actually allowed you're not allowed to be as close to the wall as they were but Brendan Rodgers didn't really uh, complain about it which is fine uh, right what about the bigger picture Celtic fans how do you look back on it now we're going to hear Brendan Rodgers he was asked today how content he was with his summer transfer business and I will play you his answer next Clyde One Super Scoreboard listen and watch check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Okay, it is building up to kick off. 32 minutes to go at Ibrooks. Looking forward to that one. We will check back in with Andrew McLean. We'll recap teams. We'll give you the atmosphere and the build-up. So get your calls in. Uh, right now, Rangers fans, we are looking to you Celtic fans at the moment, though, because we just got Charlie's thoughts on... Tuesday night and where it went wrong we'll look at the bigger picture in a second we're going to get Brendan Rodgers uh, press conference from today over to you so right now if you can Celtic fans what did you make of Tuesday how do you feel overall about the bigger picture at the moment as well right now if you can 01419511025 in the meantime let me get this question ready for you the full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride tackle your customers spaces with made to measure wardrobes Good question this 
Mm, hard? Yep, quite hard I would say David Redhead has sent it in So thank you to David uh, I mean Charlie will have played with and against a lot of these guys So that helps mm. and It's not you, helped in the past you, No, you're right to be fair Remember the last time you were on It was a an old firm goal that you set up mm-hmm. You couldn't remember right. who scored it mm. He remembered crossing it but couldn't remember who Who scored it? No, I could I, <laughs> No, it was near, right near the end I remembered the uh, right, I remembered who scored it Joe Ledley, just in the end Right, this is, in, this is not even a Celtic question So ten, the last 10 players Who've scored against Rangers In any competition Who've also played for Rangers at some point in their career? Jordan Jones. Quest. Let me finish. I need to recap the question. Okay. Can you name the last 10 players to score against Rangers in any competition who've played for Rangers at any point in their career? It doesn't include penalty shootouts or own goals, just normal run of the mill. Jordan Jones. Yes. Well done. You like that one, Charlie? Go I on, thought Joe. I saw you write one down and then scrub it out. I had yeah. Kenny Miller done, but I was thinking four. What's wrong with it? Or could it be one? Kenny Miller. Come on, show some courage. Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller did it for Dundee. Lafferty. December 2018. Uh, Lafferty apparently not in the last 10. I reckon he can't be far off though. I think he did it, didn't he, for Harps? Yeah. Anyway, um, he's not in the last 10. Um, A couple of crackers in there, I must say. Um... <sighs> Quickly, one I'm, more guess and we'll move I'm, on. I'm, I'm trying to go for a wee winger that plays with Dundee United. Huh? Uh, um, Middleton Middleton Nah waste of time no. Nah Okay uh, You can keep your guesses Coming in on that If you want And thanks to David If you want to get involved In the Gist of that Which is you send the questions And the pundits Try and come up with the answers Ricky Clark Yes Yes It's full time At Clyde1.com So we'll leave it there What You've got three I think So plenty of time to get uh, The rest Right Let's hear a bit from Brendan Rodgers because he was speaking today of course ahead of that big game against Livingston but also in the aftermath of the game against Feyenoord as well lots being said Um, he was asked if he was content with the summer transfer window business and this was his answer and when you reflect back on the business that you've done and the window just gone you're you're content with what you you brought in no no (laughs) how content are you no, no. You, you. I think if you ask any manager, they'll always be they'll always be wanting more, of course. But uh, but we work with the, the players that's here. I'm not saying that in any disrespectful way. I think every manager will tell you they they maybe wish they could have done one or two more more signings. But the window closed. Mm. We had the players that we had in. I'm a coaching manager, and and we will work with the very very best players at our disposal to make our performance level the best that we possibly can be. And now. We're preparing already for the for the January window and the summer window. Was that, um, just on that, was that a major disappointment for you? No. No, it wasn't. What do you make of those comments? Very interesting. Um, especially, what was his transfer window? Nine? Was it nine? Um, which is it's quite, it's quite a lot. Uh, but I do agree when he makes a statement that you'll ask any manager, mm. any coach, they want more, they, be- they want better quality. Of course they do. But he's got nine new players in there and he's got to turn them into a very, very good, strong Celtic side. Is that all that was, Charlie? That A lot of managers say that. Every manager wants more. Was it just one of them? I think when you hear the, the no twice at the start, yeah. you think, oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. Is he is he going to be very strong here that yeah. he wasn't happy? Or what was your reading of it? I think that we say they've brought nine in, but I think that Celtic, um, a lot of them are for the future, as they always do. So then they see them as, as, as players that are coming 
of young players coming in, maybe unproven, and, 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 and can do a job in, in years to come at Celtic. But I, th- I think that clearly he wanted a few more in. But Gordon, you're right, and, and, and Brendan Rodgers is right as well. Every manager wants to can always think that they they can get better or they want a couple more, and and it's their job to get the best players in to do the job that they want them to do. And um, but I don't think there's anything in terms of um, being annoyed at the signings he's made or or being annoyed at the board for not allowing him to do signings. I think it's just a case of he could have been doing a couple more. As I, th- I think we're, I think. He leaves it out there very clever to, to for guys like us to talk and think, was he happy with his transfer market mm-hmm. in the summer? He's not saying he wasn't, but when you hear the, the sort of answers and you brought in nine players to a, a treble winning team, that what you've lost Jota, um, basically that's it, and, and, and the big names. Mm-hmm. So you've replaced one with nine uh, most managers would be saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon, um, especially in Scottish football and the money, the investment the board's given mm. me." But he, he, he left, he left everybody hanging there, Brendan Rodgers, for me. Um, he did say, "Look, every manager wants more." So maybe it's just that. I mean, a lot of Celtic. There's been a, a strong reaction on, on Twitter. Um, Chaz says, "I think he's got to say that." In the real world, we've stocked up on dross this summer. That seems very harsh, but um, Chaz's words. In fact, Johnson is the only signing of the past two windows who's a regular starter. Uh, and clearly a good player um, Declan thinks three or four targets were not picked up hopefully this can be addressed in January uh, where else have we got here MN boy even if Carter Vickers and the Polish boy uh, played on Tuesday the side is no different than it was this time last year not good enough but we can all hug our bank account at night this sort of stuff is coming up isn't it because well Tuesday night mm. final a good side obviously of course they are but not in that like cream of the crop bracket where you think oh, Celtic can't possibly get near that and it comes in the week when Celtic do announce very very healthy financial figures a lot of Celtic fans are saying can we can we do a little bit more can we squeeze a bit more out um, and, and get points well, against these teams you just need to look look of course money helps you get better quality of course you do over the, the long term but in one off games and that's what these artists now you know it's Tuesday night you just look back to um, the weekend. A Brighton team that costs sixteen point four million or something yeah. goes to Old Trafford and plays them off the pitch. So <laughs> there's not that great difference with Ironord and Celtic in that um, sort of example. You are right, but I must say, holding people to Brighton standards is unfair, isn't it? They must, yeah, be, but, they must be the best. But what it. I'm saying is, you just can't keep looking. Well, they've spent more money. Sure. We should have. Mm. We should have invested. In, would the would the Celtic fans like to have had probably a new goalkeeper in? And it's quite easy to say say now because they'll highlight the mistake yep. Joe Hart made on uh, Tuesday night. You'll probably get every answer. Yeah, we should have invested in a new goalkeeper. I think one or two of the signings are question marks right now. Um, I, I've said the same about Rangers. I look at some of the signings have been brought in at Ibrox, not impressed me. Some of the signings have been brought in at Celtic, not impressed mm. me. So there's still a bit to go. Uh, let's bring in Laurie, who's a Celtic fan on the line. How's it going, Laurie? I'm doing fine, Gordon. Thank you for taking my call. Pleasure. Uh, my point this evening is disappointing, actually, Celtic loss the other night there, but I certainly don't think there's any reason for any inquests or autopsies uh, to take place. Uh, we lost away from home. Uh, as a result of indiscipline and maybe a lack of maturity uh, with two young players uh, sent off, we, admittedly, we did concede a poor goal uh, with Joe Hart. 
He was a bit leaden-footed in getting down to that ball. Uh, but the other game uh, ended even between Lazio and uh, Atletico Madrid. I have not the slightest doubt in my mind uh, that Celtic will avenge that loss to Feyenoord when they come to the East End of Glasgow. Uh, regarding some of the signings that have been made, nine in uh, in the transfer window there, we're looking at the situation, uh, not as a short fix, it's long-term planning ahead. Delighted all these young guys uh, are coming in. Uh, realistically, and I think this is the problem with a lot of people, uh, I still think we'll qualify, uh, probably third place to get into the Europa League. If truth be told, that probably is a true station. Uh, but, you know, I'm not uh, too, too despondent uh, about things. Uh, these young guys uh, are the future of the team. They'll be cultivated and developed by Brendan, of that, uh, of no doubts. Uh, so all in all, I'm quite pleased with the start, of the, the start of the season. Domestically, we're four points clear with five games played. So things could be a hell of a lot worse as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I suppose only time tells, Charlie, because that's clearly Celtic's model. But I suppose the hope last year was that players were then better for the Champions League experience and that could benefit Celtic this year. So Laurie might be right, they might qualify, they might finish third, which would still be an improvement. You can understand why some Celtic fans are worried that if you constantly sign players for the future, if, yeah. and then it doesn't work, when does that sort of pay off in terms of European progression? Well, I think um, when they sign players hoping to be better for this year, they didn't see, they didn't foresee Ange Postecoglou leaving, yeah. and, and obviously the players were brought in to play in his style of play. So now Brendan Rodgers came in to make his own signings um, to play in his style of play. So nobody can ever see that change, foreseen that change, but. I think that if you look at the, the fine margins that there is in the Champions League as well, when you've seen Celtic play Real Madrid at home last year, they were so close to it's been a fair unbelievable result, and all of a sudden you're beat three 0 because Real Madrid get that first. Celtic had like two or three clear cut chances, and then Real Madrid are clinical and score that goal, which also changed game, which changed games as we spoke about before, and it ends up three 0 The other night, Atati could have slipped, Kyogo in, clear, mm-hmm. clearly through and goal inside eighteen yards. And it's a completely different game again. So the margins are so, so fine at that level. Um, but I, I agree with, with, uh, with Laurie there. Speaking about um, speaking about Celtic will avenge that victory. I think that when they get teams to Celtic Park, it's, it's completely different. And, and I think, that's a, as people have said in the past, it's a real, real hard place to go with the fans getting behind them. And, and Chance sure for Aberdeen right at the death. And it's been sliced wide to equalise in the 93rd minute. Oh, I'll tell you what, what and what scenes we would have witnessed in the away end if that had gone in. Was it Miofsky? Yeah, I think so. At the, back post. at the back post. Tell um, you what, you could have. I was fancying him. We do better, it. Gordon. It was a hard one, but no, it's not Miofsky. I can't quite see was who it is. Anyway, um, but here's the thing, Gordon. Though, because I always sort of defend when Celtic fans, maybe mm. some pundits will say, you know, why not sign players that are you know kind of ready for the Champions League? And you think, well, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? And how much does that cost? I think that's probably unrealistic. But it does surely it does become a problem for Brendan Rodgers when he himself says after the game, well, the two red cards is probably down to an experience, which obviously goes hand in hand if you're signing guys that are inexperienced and are you know what I mean are going yeah, yeah, Laurie, if, if if the manager's pointing out that that's the bit that's costing you on the night that's tough isn't it yeah Laurie pick, uh, picks up on the you know the young players and for the future and Brendan will turn them into X Y and Z I've no doubt in that because I think Brendan Rodgers is a terrific uh, football coach but for Brendan Rodgers as a manager you know what like it is Michael Beale has 
had one or two bad results performances already come under pressure. Brendan Rodgers will be the exact same. You won't have time to develop them, so you need a mixture there that uh, players that are going to get your results while you've got one or two of the young players that you can develop, Mm. put them in when you need be. But just now, because of injuries, and Celtic have got a few injuries, they're having to probably put these young players in probably a lot quicker than what Brendan Rodgers thought he was going to have to do. Um, and when you're not getting results mixed with that, as a manager, you do come under pressure from the supporters. As a man who's played along the back line and spent some time at Aberdeen, I'm clutching at straws, mm. so it's all the likeness I've got. Um, how much of a positive has Liam Scales been in the last couple of games? He's been brilliant. Very, very good. As we spoke about before, when there's injuries in the team and, and people are talking about a bit of a crisis, sometimes a player that looked like he was leaving potentially to go back to Aberdeen or out on loan somewhere. And possibly would have if Celtic hadn't had the injuries. Yeah, I think he probably would have. He's stepped in and done done brilliantly away to Highbrooks. He was defended brilliantly. And sometimes when you've got a point to prove and, and you're up against it and your back's against the wall and there's, there's, you need to step up, that's the time he, That's how I got my chance away to, away to Rangers. Um, we were, I wasn't I wasn't through the best spells. I wasn't playing the team. A few injuries and, and I started uh, left mid against Rangers. We won 2-0. Gained the manager's trust. I never left the Celtic team after that. So... I know what it's like to, to get in and, and kind of take your chance and Liam Skills looks like he's doing that. He was brilliant the other night as well and he was unlucky to be on the, the losing side. Like your Celtic debut? That wasn't my debut. Oh, but right, I, but I, getting back into the team. Getting back ah, into the right, team. Okay. So I fell out of the team after a, a spell and then that was my chance to get to get back in. I went to see Neil Lennon on the Wednesday. Uh, we played on the Wednesday night, sorry, I went to see him on the Thursday and I, I think we drew it home to Motherwell or something. I said, I could have could affected the game. I felt like, am I going to get my chance? And on the Sunday... The team get named out named at Ibrox nowadays. I think the gate the team would probably be named the day before. But Neil Lennon named it on the day, and my name just get they get read out. And I was in the team, and I was like, didn't expect it. Mm. Probably didn't expect to even be on the bench. And I started that game with one two zero, and it's amazing how things can change. The confidence goes through the roof. You beat Rangers at Ibrox, um, underdogs. Uh, nobody expected us to win that day, and uh, yeah, I stayed in the team. I, 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 I got gain. The big thing with, with managers is you need to gain their trust. You need to make them know that they can rely on you at vital moments and, and doing it away at Ibrox is no better place so um, that's how I got my chance Liam Scales is the next Charlie Mulgrew you heard it here mm. first uh, right Aberdeen have lost unfortunately but I think all in all you, see, you don't like that defeatist attitude of, or you would have taken that that sounds extremely negative but they've got a lot to probably to be proud of a 2-1 defeat against Frankfurt and maybe even would have snatched a draw at the end um, but for that chance there uh, can you name the last 10 players to score against Rangers in any competition Who've played, a, who've played for Rangers at any point in their career. You've given me Nicky Clark, you gave Jordan Jones and Kenny Miller. I'm going Jason Holt? No. Cummings? It was a good start, now you're getting worse. Oh, right, OK. Um, how far back are we going? 2018, so they're all quite recent. 2018. Come on, Charlie. We were struggling. struggling. I'm struggling. Um, any of Dundee United? Nicky no. Clark, I got he 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 done Saint John's. John's. Yeah, Remember, I, I said all competitions. Anyone in Europe that springs to mind? Oh right, maybe scored against Rangers and then came to Rangers, knocked them out the Champions League, oh. then got them into the Champions who's League. Who's it? Who's it? It's it's no 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 no. Cholak. Yeah, Cholak. Okay, we'll try and get the rest of the answers and back to Ibrox ahead of kickoff next. Number one 
for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew and Gordon DL are here. We're about to go back to Ibrooks. How are you doing in this teaser? The last 10 players to score against Rangers in any competition have also played for Rangers. So you've given me Nicky Clark, Antonio Cholak. You gave me, was it Jordan Jones and Kenny Miller before the break? Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, yes. Oh, do you want another one? Chris Burke. Chris Burke, yeah. Yes. And Michael O'Halloran. Did you get any of these? He's reading Charlie's notebook. No, I've, I've not got a pen, so I've told Charlie. Right, right, teams, yeah, well done. Okay, good. All right. Let's so call them empty. How many's left to go? Three. Uh, three to get. All right, okay. Uh, game's finished in Frankfurt, Gordon. Again, you don't want to be defeatist about it. That That's not a bad night's work, is it, for Aberdeen? I know we need to get better than that. I appreciate that. Mm. You're happy with any sort of defeat, but. Everyone had this down as a battering. They lost two one. They could have actually. They, they 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 could have got a draw out of that tonight. Yeah, it's, look, you're right. You don't want to uh, get beat. You don't want to come out with that attitude of, um, oh yeah, um, it was a good night. They can take something from it, Gordon. Uh, they looked a lot better. They looked organised. They looked a threat. They could have snatched a a point at the end there. Um, when they look back, they'll be disappointed on losing the game from a set play, one that I think they should have defended a lot better. So he's got to take that now into Sunday's game. I think they're at home to Ross County, right? No, something like that. Um, and he needs to start winning games, needs to start picking up points. As much as he'll be disappointed, Barry Robson, with the defeat, I think he'll look back and think, yeah, encouraging signs there tonight for Aberdeen players, supporters and everyone concerned with the club. Defensively, I think they look solid tonight. I mean, to lose a goal for a, as a team, I mean, so if they front to back, they defended as a team. The, the spaces between the, the midfield, defence, and striker were compact. Side to side, there was there was good good spaces between them, so they denied the space and made them go round and backwards. And they played on the break, and they, they had some chances on the break. I think when you play like that, you're you're, you're gutted though that you concede for a set piece. I think that's mm-hmm. the one area where you think. Don't concede for set pieces and let the team, if they're going to score a goal, make them make it be some bit of great play and you can hold your hands up. And I think that'll be the biggest point tonight. That, that should have been a, a, a draw for Aberdeen. Although there is a lot of positives, they'll be gutted they didn't get a point. Uh, right, let's go to Ibrooks because Andrew McLean is there. It must be building up now, Andrew. Is it going to be one of those big European nights that has often led to success for Rangers in the past? Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about it during the show. These are the nights in the Europa League that have previously brought the best out of this Rangers side. Of course, they had a tough old ride in the Champions League last season, but you just need to look at the record in the Europa League group stages at Ibrox of their last 12 games. Rangers have only lost one. It was a defeat to Leon, but aside from that, seven wins, four draws. It is a very good record that they've got here in the group stages of the Europa League, so you think that would give them some confidence, but they are coming up against a good side in Real Betis, some recognisable names in that starting lineup: Claudio Bravo, Hector Bellerin, Isco, Borja Iglesias up top, he's a Spanish international as well, he'll be the one providing the firepower, but Michael Beale says that these games, they can raise the level of his players, he thinks it can benefit them when they go back to domestic football as well, when they come back here to take on Motherwell on Sunday. This Rangers side, they certainly need that lift, so we'll see if that comes to fruition. But first and foremost, they'll be looking to start this group off well, and they'll be looking to try and get all three points here. I'll run through that Rangers team again for you. It's four changes from the weekend. Yilmaz, Raskin, 
Lammers and Danilo dropping out. In come Barisic, Sifuentes, Sima and Matondo. So it will be Jack Butlin in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Golson, Ben Davies and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, John Lundstrom, Tom Lawrence and Jose Sifuentes. And it will be Abdallah Sima and Ravi Matondo either side of Kemar Roof. And as I look to my left in the Broomlone Road stand, it looks as if there is going to be a big tipo there that will be put up when the players come out. But maybe a bit of a telling sign around the feeling towards some Rangers fans towards Michael Beal and the team at the moment because in the sort of far right section of it there are quite a few empty seats as well so it isn't going to be a sellout here at Ibrooks as you expect it would be on a European night there is you know it still will be um, you know packed in here but not quite as packed as it could be as we've seen previously from Rangers on European nights but the team's just getting ready to come out the tunnel here at Ibrooks. Yeah, I saw some stuff about that online, about spare seats, but I guess we'll see, see what the final attendance is, and if Rangers do the business tonight, anyone who stayed away, I'm sure, mm-hmm. come flocking back for the next game, go on then, give me your flawless prediction, how's that one going to end? Um, I think it'll be a hard game, and with the players missing, 1-1, one, one. Okay. or 2-2. Two, two. Charlie, you, I think you backed Rangers earlier on to go and win it. Uh, yes, I'm going to stick with it, I'm going to say 1-0 Rangers. Okay, well, we will find out and remember anything that happens in the game tonight, and I'm sure there will be something that goes on one way or the other. We'll look back on it all tomorrow night with Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller. Um, so look forward to that already. Before we leave you tonight, we do have some other business to take care of, though. Your question tonight is Can you name the last 10 players to score against Rangers in any competition? who have played for Rangers at any point in their career. Now, it ex- doesn't include own goals or penalty shootouts, so you've got Nicky Clark, Michael O'Halloran, Antonio Cholak, Stephen A. Smith, Chris Burke, I'm Jordan going, Jones, Kenny Miller. I'm going to try Boyd. No, I think he did it, but he must have been out just out with that top ten. The last ten. No. Ryan Jack? Nope, we're struggling here. What if I told you that not only Stephen A. Smith, another one of them is currently a manager in the Scottish Premiership. Stephen McLean never put... He did, just did a couple he? of times. Stephen McLean started oh, his career at Rangers. Great shit. Yeah, I know that. Well, he's just saying that now. Yeah, but I didn't know he scored for some All right, uh, two to get. It was for Hearts, actually, but never mind. Okay. Two to it. get. One was for... No, they were both for Hibs against Rangers. Hibs? One of them went to Rangers... Canberry. Yes, that's another one I thought you were going to get oh, What a shout that is You shoot. can come back yeah. The other one It was for Hibs He's also played for St Mirren Cowden Beef I don't know why that sprung to mind Probably Hibs still, at, still at Hibs He's still some sort of role at Hibs yeah. Uh, no? Yeah. So he was I think he might have been he was, he was really good for Rangers In the one of their seasons in the Championship I think then when they can back up, that's when he sort of fell out and fell out of favour. Yeah, Hibs. 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 Think Hibs. Recent years. Hibs. 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 Big handsome defender. Not too unlike the guy next to him. See, that's all he needed. Handsome. And he got it. Darren McGregor. Darren McGregor. Mark Lewis. That's a poor standard. I'm going to need to do better than that. You say that to Mark Wilson every week, don't you? Anyway, right. We're nearly there. Thank you to the guys, Hugh and Kenny, back tomorrow. And Callum Gallagher is up next.